Thank you for tuning in to Meanwhile, where I discuss all things past, present, and future. I am your host, Carlos Madrigal, and I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, news of the day. It is June 10th of the year 2020. I'm going to go through the news articles like usual today, but one I really wanted to focus on is this article from The Hill. New York Police Union head rails against legislators, media for vilifying law enforcement. Okay, so this was pretty interesting. So it says, the New York Police Benevolent Association railed Tuesday against state legislators and the press for vilifying law enforcement officers amid the nationwide demonstrations over the death of George Floyd, a black man who died in Minneapolis police custody on May 25th. Okay, so the police union's president, Mike O'Meara, he did the, he spoke at the press conference and he said that officers have 375 million interactions with individuals each year and that most of them are overwhelmingly positive. So th- this is where it gets this is where it gets crazy. He then goes on to say, but what we read in the papers all week is that in the black community mothers are worried about their children getting home from school without being killed by a cop. What world are we living in? That doesn't happen. Okay. What? I don't know what world you're living in, but that absolutely happens. That, I mean, we have eyes. We, we see this going on. That, that absolutely happens. He continues, our legislators are failing us. Our press is vilifying us. Uh, he added, stop treating us like animals and thugs and start treating us with some respect. Okay, buddy, go ahead and... Uh, in in this time, go ahead and start demanding our respect. Go ahead and go ahead and demand our respect. You, you say stop treating us like animals and thugs, and start treating us with some respect. It has to start with you. Okay, the reason that the media is so on board with vilifying you is because it didn't just stop at George Floyd. We keep seeing. The active, let's see, how do I put this? We are actively seeing police try to shut down the press during these, these protests and riots. Shooting rubber bullets at, um, I think it was CNBC, arresting CNN staff, and then... You're throwing tear gas at the media. Uh, someone, uh, one of the reporters, I believe, or a cameraman lost sight in their eye because of the gas that, that you used. So it's not the media that's failing you. It's you failing the media. You don't realize this has to start with you. It wasn't like this was the first case of something like this happening and then all of a sudden state legislators and media started to attack the police you th- th- this is this has been decades in the making and it reached a boiling point to where yeah now the media is against you state legislators are against you 
The people are against you. Businesses are removing their police discounts. Legos removing their, you know, police play sets. This wasn't something that happened just because of the, this one instance. You know, this is this is decades in the making. This is this this is decades of misbehavior coming full circle. Now, I understand the argument that it is not all police officers, and that you shouldn't judge the entire foundation of law enforcement off of what a couple of bad cops are doing. But the reason that that falls on deaf ears is because for decades, police have been using that same generalization towards black people. They have been using that same generalization. And so, you know, and people will cite, uh, will cite statistics that white people are more, likely to be killed by police officers than black people. Sure. You know, I mean, there's a lot more white people. I've said for a long time, I don't think it's just a race problem. I think it's a police problem. What what I'm talking about systemically is that, and, and this is documented, you know, when the black people are more likely to be told to get out of their vehicle to talk with the police officer than not. And so, I mean, I just I just listened to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, you know, he did on his uh, Star Talk uh, podcast. He was talking about this, and you know, he was saying he's an astrophysicist, and he still got treated like he was a thug when he got pulled over. Cops said the you know the license plate looked too new for that car. It looks uh, you know like it doesn't fit, and he's he has a PhD in astrophysics. Okay, so that's why it's going to fall on deaf ears when Mike O'Meara tries to say that people need to not generalize the police. Because that's that's what got us in this mess, was police generalizing people. So even though I agree that you can't generalize the, you know, you can't conflate what the bad cops are doing with the continued nobility of what the good cops are doing, it's that's not how the court of public opinion is going to see it, and probably for good reason, because this all has to do with police generalizing people. And I found it absolutely rich that Mike O'Meara had the audacity to sit there and demand respect. Demand respect from the people. As if the one, as if the George Floyd killing was as far as police brutality goes. Okay, Through the riots. Through the riots that were the result of the George Floyd death of a George Floyd's death the police have also shown their incompetence and d- disregard for our safety and our ability to report so no you know you you don't you don't get to just demand respect it has to start with you so all right and that's all I'm going to say on that particular news article so let's uh, let's go through this. Let's go through some more. CNN: Nineteen states see rising number of coronavirus cases. Yeah, yeah, that was that was expected as we begin to reopen. It's funny when there were just a few cases, there was enough panic to shut everything down, and now that there's 
just so many. Everyone's like, all right, you know, I guess we should start reopening. I, I mean, I agree that we have to reopen our society and economy can no longer handle being shut down. That's not the way the United States was built. So, you know, yeah, we, we got to get back to work. And, um, you know, when people say that we need to stay shut down, even though it's going to destroy our, destroy our economy, we need to stay shut down because people will die. I mean, that's the same concept as banning driving because people die in car accidents every year. You know, even though that would destroy our society, it's going to stop the amount of car accident deaths. So even though people don't want to hear it, you know, it's one of those things you just, you have to weigh. What, what I find funny is I saw a lot, uh, you know, in the past couple of years, I've been seeing a rise in socialism, mainly with my generation and the politicians exploiting my generation for their gain. This instance, this coronavirus outbreak should be proof enough why socialism wouldn't work. Because if you want to give everyone money, you know, because they, they always talk about the, the universal basic income. If you want to give everyone money forever, I mean, three months of this and our country was broke. We had we had nothing. California had to cut $58 billion. They, they lost $58 billion of their, you know, their their money. Schools were losing funding. I mean, local school up here lost $200,000 out of their budget. And that's three months. All right. That, that's a quarter of one single year. You know, so, you know, if that if that doesn't wake people up to it, then, you know, I'm not sure. Okay. George Floyd's brother pleads for action in House testimony. I think... I think I'm going to leave the George Floyd. I think I talked about that enough at the beginning of this, this episode. Pivotal testing for coronavirus vaccines to start the summer. Cool. Cool. That's, that's the key. You know, if we have a vaccine, then we'll be, we'll be good. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's key. Okay. San Diego increases police funding after thousands of residents lobbied for cuts. <laughs> okay. All right, San Diego. Just completely missed the plot. That's cool. See how that goes for you there. All right. CrossFit CEO latest to be ousted amid America's racial reckoning. Reckoning. Oh, geez, is that what this is? A racial reckoning? Okay, the chief executive officer, Greg Glassman, is out at the fitness company he co-founded, the latest senior to be fired as the U.S. reckons anew with its history of racial, racial injustice and police brutality. I created a rift in the CrossFit community and unintentionally hurt many of its members, Glassman said in a statement late Tuesday. Days after he tweeted about the Black Lives Matter protests and the death of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police. What did he say? I'm trying to find his tweet. 
can't find it in the article. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Glassman's fall started with a June 6 reply to an Institute for Health metrics and evaluation tweet calling racism a critical public health issue. Glassman, whose Twitter handle is at CrossFit CEO, commented on Saturday, it's Floyd 19, then went on from there. He says, so this is what his tweet said. Your failed model quarantined us, and now you're going to model a solution to racism? George Floyd's brutal murder sparked riots nationally. Quarantine alone is accompanied in every age and under all political regimes by an undercurrent of suspicion, distrust, and riots. Thanks. Huh. So, he was ousted, according to the article. You know, you know it's, it's what happens, man. You can't, you know, can't have opinions and be a contributing member to society. The mob won't allow it. They will not allow it. CNN. How the search for missing Idaho children went from parents in Hawaii to the discovery of human remains. Yeah, this is crazy. So, you know, there was those two missing kids from Hawaii or from uh, Idaho. And the parents were in Hawaii. They discovered human remains. But they... They haven't said whether or not they're the children. Judging by the way they, the police have been talking about it, it doesn't sound like the remains are of the children. Otherwise, they would have said possibly of the children. Nowhere does it say that. So, with their mother, Lori Vallow, now in custody on charges including two felony counts of desertion and non-supportive children, and her husband, Chad Daybell, in court Wednesday... What happened to Joshua and his sister may soon become clearer. So maybe they're just not revealing it yet. So, let's see. So police didn't find him at the house when they arrived. Oh, wait. In late November, relatives asked police in Rexburg, Idaho, to do a welfare check on Joshua because they hadn't talked to him recently. But police didn't find him at the house when they arrived. They did see Valo and Daybell, who authorities said, told them Joshua was staying with family with a family friend in Arizona when police returned the next day to serve a search warrant. Both Valo and Daybell were gone. It's crazy stuff, man. I mean, so I remember when this case was going on, they pulled the kids out of school and, and said that uh, they were going to be doing homeschool. And then that was the last anyone saw of them. I don't know if the human remains they found are of the children. I'm definitely going to do an entire segment once this, once what happens becomes clearer. I'm going to do an entire segment on this case because this was, this was crazy. You know, the parents were like part of like a cult. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see where that one goes. All right, let's keep going through here. Bison versus bear filmed at Yellowstone National Park. <laughs> cool. Cool. That'll be interesting. I'm not going to watch it while I'm on the while I'm on the show, but I'll definitely check that out later. That looks like it'll be fun. All right. 
Blood in the Water. So this is from Politico. Blood in the Water. Dems get unexpected opening against Trump in Iowa. All right, man. NBC News. Video shows white man in New Jersey mocking George Floyd's death at protest. Oh, jeez. Come on, man. Yep, so it shows the picture. Oh, that is bad. He's kneeling on his friend's neck, and there's a Trump and American flag in the background. Oh, why would you? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> oh man, that is so stupid. That makes you and your in your entire group, your you know, Trump supporters and stuff like that. That freaking ruins your image, dude. Mocking his death. Unreal. Yeah, he's sitting there kneeling on his friend. Well, media's going to have a field day with that one. Rightfully so. That is that is bad. Okay. Tucker Carlson's opinion. Defund the police movement distracts from the left's policy failures with the poorest Americans. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, I, I think, um, I think there's something to be said about that. A lot of, a lot of the Democrats never want to admit, and this is, this is something that's, that's troubling. They never want to admit that some of the problem that these places have with police brutality have to do with the fact that they have high crime rates. So, and, you know, their argument is always, you know, the poorer the community, the more crime they're going to commit. So by defunding the police, there's going to be less stigma about those poor communities, which isn't good because, I mean, that means there's just like less people being caught doing something they shouldn't be doing. So, you know, I think... I think that's that's a good opinion. You know, it it is distracting from their crappy policies with like San Francisco. San Francisco is just a cesspool. A lot of California is the same way. You know, you, I mean that's just that that's that's true. So if you defund the police, it's just like well, San Francisco tried to change certain verbiage in the dialogue used towards prisoners you know so instead of saying inmate it was like involuntary resident you know trying to distract from the actual problem so their solution is by not vilifying and trying to remove their title of failed city so, I mean, if you have a bunch of cops going around and arresting people trying to fix the place, then that's proving that you have a problem at all. So trying to defund the police, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I can see that. Okay. 
CNN politics. <laughs> this is this is my favorite. This is my favorite branch of CNN. I, I get a lot of good laughs out of this one. Police point finger at gangs and local groups for riot damages, contradicting Trump's claims. The police chief of Bellevue, Washington, was patrolling downtown on a Sunday afternoon late last month as a crowd of what appeared to be peaceful protesters gathered with signs bearing the name George Floyd, the black man who died, the Minneapolis, uh, Minneapolis police officer. Okay. So... Let me see. So police in the wealthy Seattle suburb had tracked discussion on social media and seen intelligence from federal agencies that gang members known to investigators were planning to descend on the city. So Chief Steve Milet positioned himself in his department to respond to a possible riot. Over, over a matter of minutes and with apparent coordination, the crowd of two dozen swelled to some 300 people, most of whom appeared to have no connection to the protest movement, Milet said in an interview. Okay. So I think what the claim they're referring to was when Trump said that it was all Antifa, you know, or all white supremacists. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't think it was all Antifa or white supremacists and... I mean, it was just, it was everybody. I mean, it was, you know, even people that didn't really care about the cause, they were just sort of hopping on the bandwagon. So CNN could have just said that the police were pointing fingers at gangs and then brought up how that was so. The fact that they added contradicting Trump's claims at the end. I mean, I, I you know, I know that's just what they do. You know, they could say that, you know, oh, it's, you know, the last blue whale had died, and here's Trump's involvement in that. You know, if some endangered animal went extinct. Just how CNN does things. Okay, NBC News. As public opinion changes on police reform, so does the GOP rhetoric. Okay, interesting. I have this interesting thought. I don't know if this is what they mean in this article, but I have wondered this about GOP rhetoric and the police because it seems like all I ever see. So, you know, they talk, you know, the Republicans talk about needing their Second Amendment and talking about tyranny and how they're going to have their Second Amendment ready, have all their guns ready in case tyranny happens. All right. So where are you while this tyranny is going on? While there is police shutting down free press during these these protests? I mean, they're not just shutting down reporters that were in the middle of the chaos. They're shutting down reporters who were very far removed from the protests. Okay? So that's what I find funny about it well so actually here here's what i find funny about both political parties and their rhetoric around this okay madonna about as far left as they come said that 
we need to remove guns. In the same speech, she was talking about how evil and tyrannical police are. So that's hypocritical. Because why why do you want to remove our guns when it's clear the power the government has over us if we don't have it? And then the Republicans, this is this is your moment to shine. This is what I don't understand. This is the perfect opportunity for you to address this tyranny going on in defense of your Second Amendment argument. Because all the only thing you tell the left about the second about the Second Amendment is it's your right, and it is in case tyranny happens. Here's your moment, man. This is this is your moment for for debate. This is this is the argument that you can use. This is your time to shine. This is police using excessive force, being completely tyrannical you should be using this as an opportunity to argue your second amendment instead what i see from the gop is defense of the police wholeheartedly you know you're always you're you're always talking about how you know you you want to diminish social services okay this is a social service this is the argument that the left is willing to have now they're willing to talk about lowering funding or defunding police and you have a bunch of 40 percent of the guns that were purchased during these riots were first-time owners first-time owners republicans this is your chance quit standing behind the police on this because this is your chance to have some common ground with the left to talk about this this issue of police brutality this is this is your moment you have leftist buying guns now. You have a chance for hook, line, sinker with them. Okay, you already have the media that the Republicans hate, which you know they should. The media has been awful, but they're being their First Amendment is being infringed upon by these police as well. So now you have First Amendment that you're always talking about, and Second Amendment that that you're always talking about. That should there should be some unity there. This is this is it. This is this is your chance to unify with the left. Instead, you're standing behind the police. You are defending them through thick and thin, posting articles about how bad of a guy George Floyd was, like the issue is whether or not he deserved it. I know the issue is the fact that police are electing themselves judge, jury, and executioner. I, so the defense that you have for this is just baffling, and I'm not with you on it. I'm not with you on it. Okay, let's go down the line a little bit. Let's see, USA Today. No, Trump isn't finished. His durable presidency is just beginning. True very true so the economy so nasdaq just had their they, they just reached an all-time high as of today dow jones was at twenty-seven thousand. there was this argument you hear so when when trump was praising his good economy the argument you would hear from the left 
was that it was Obama's economy and Trump was just piggybacking off of it. All right, that thought process is gone because we have such a huge gap now because the economy tanked. The fact that it's making a recovery has proven that it has nothing to do with Obama. This pandemic severed that connection. And anything that, that comes after this collapse is all on Donald Trump. And the fact that it's doing good is looking good for him. It's the funniest thing. The same day that it, it was reported that NASDAQ reached an all-time high, CNN wrote an article, and I, I got to paraphrase a little bit. You can look it up. It was on June 10th, uh, this morning. And CNN said that our economy won't be able to recover and that it's just, it's awful. And, you know, it's one of the worst recessions and, you know, their, their rhetoric, they can't handle things going good. Excuse me. They can't handle when things go good. A lot of the people on, on the left can't, you know, this is what Bill Maher hoped for. Bill Maher wanted a recession and, you know, cause he knew he, he would survive it. He was fine through, through this pandemic. He was, I mean, he was golden. You know, he, he has his mansion. He has millions of dollars. He's fine. You know, it was the rest of us that, that suffered. So the fact that our economy is starting to climb, that's, that's because of Trump. You can't you can't pin that on Obama anymore. That that was severed when it tanked and came back up. That that was severed. So yep, yep. It is um, it is looking good for Trump right now for November. Okay. Variety. J.K. Rowling's anti-trans views. Yeah. So she's what. She's what's called a trans-exclusionary feminist. What that means is, you know, she's still a lefty. Like, like you know, far left as you can go. But she is not on board. And, and this, is, this is an ideology that's begun growing lately because of trans people in sports. She's not on board with men deciding they're women. Because she believes that her sex is a huge part of her character that that's what a lot of feminism uh, feminism is, is thinking that your sex is a vital part of your existence, you know, which I mean, that's that alone isn't a bad thing to think, you know, it's the crazy feminism, you know, that starts to drive, you know, division, but you know, th- you know, a woman being proud of being a woman and thinking that it's not something you can just decide to do one day. That's, you know, that is what it is. And so she made statements supporting that, you know, and then, you know, she, she said that she supports the trans community, but she doesn't believe that you get to be a woman just because you want to be a woman. She thinks it's something that is inherent in their existence. So, you know, she's, she's being dragged through the mud on that, you know, whatever she, so, you know, like I said, this is a woman who post script made her characters gay 
for inclusivity reasons and did all this other stuff, you know, so, but the, the, the trans exclusionary feminism has, is something that's been growing because of, uh, sports, you know, because the, these guys will decide they're women and then they join these female sports and they just go and crush them. And then they start taking all these medals, you know, in, in female sports. So trans exclusionary fem, uh, feminism has started to grow quite a bit. You know, I, I, women, women are tired of society allowing men to say, Hey, we can even be better women than you, you know, because they claim that this is a, a society where men have all the businesses, you know, men have privilege and yada, yada, yada. And now the LGBT, QRS, TV, WXYZ community is saying, no, no, no. See, men can now be women better than you can. So, you know, we're seeing some pushback on that ideology. Cool. Cool. Absolutely cool. Okay. Fox News. Jordan seeks DOJ briefing on Antifa, slams defund the police, push as complete insanity. Yeah, I, th- I think I've, I've talked about the police defunding enough all right i'm running on about 33 minutes now i'm gonna go ahead and leave it there i hope you guys enjoy it and we'll see you next time